And we do cruising and travel each week with Richard Davey. He joins us now. Hello, Richard. Hello, John, and Kung Hei Pat Choi. Of course, it is the year of the dragon in more ways than yeah. one, so of course we're uh, we're getting right into the spirit of it. Now, let's just have a look at uh, cruising first and the ships that we can see in Brisbane and Sydney, our weekly audit. Yeah, this is getting to be a good week from a uh, point of view of some of the ships that we don't often see are in town because they're uh, they're on world cruises. And um, that's that's when we have a, a you know a bit slight change in scenery. So um, in Brisbane there are, are some uh, very good looking ships there, smaller ships than you usually see. So um, they're actually having uh, brilliance of the seas in uh, Pink and Bar tomorrow. Uh, brilliance of the seas is usually based in Sydney, so Brisbane doesn't see it that much. And then uh, Viking Neptune. Uh, is in on Tuesday. So this is very interesting because, you know, a couple of years ago, as we said, there was uh, a very quick and abrupt uh, expulsion. There's no other word for it for the smaller ships. Um, they were sent packing from uh, from Hamilton, from Portside. And so um, there was no warning with that. So now they're able to incorporate Brisbane into their schedules uh, with no surprises. And they know where they're going. They're going to Pinkenbar. Good, very good. All right, let's go look at Sydney then because you've got uh, quite a bit of action over the next week. Yeah, this is a good week, and uh, it's a week of what's well, family week for the ships because you know when ships are identical, we call them sister ships. And in the case of Viking cruises, uh, Vikings Ocean Cruise operation, they're eventually going to have sixteen virtually identical ships, and uh, one of them is Viking Sky, which uh, is in Sydney as we speak, and is going to move in the early hours of the morning to make way for the Disney ship. So Viking Sky will still be at White Bay tomorrow, just slipping over to White Bay 4, which is where you get the the marquee, the tent, instead of the terminal. And uh, it's a little bit sad because her sister, Viking Neptune, is going to be in Sydney uh, a bit later, well, on Saturday, in fact, for the whole weekend, but uh, Viking Sky will be gone. So, so near and yet so far for the for the sisters. And look, this is not only ships meeting up, but the crew. You know, there's a lot of crew in these uh, companies that know one another. They might have worked together before and, and they're friends. And in some cases, they might, might even be married. That happens a lot. But, um, you know, imagine missing one another by just one day and not seeing one another until you actually get home. Uh, after your contract, so that's a, that's a little bit bittersweet. But uh, we've got other similar things happening this week with the two Seaborne ships. Seaborne Odyssey's coming in uh, to Sydney early next week on Monday. Should be here for a couple of days, and then on Wednesday, the identical sister, the Seaborne Sojourn, yep. in the middle of a world cruise, is uh, in Sydney. But again, they won't meet, and the same thing happens again with Queen Elizabeth coming into Sydney, and also uh, the Arcadia. Well. Actually, technically, they're not sister ships because one's with Cunard, the yep. other's with P&O, but they're near identical ships. And, and you've got and, the uh, uh, resident lady from Virgin. That's going to be in, in on Monday. Is that right? Yeah, that's got to be one of the greatest product placements uh, ever because, uh, as, as Sydney listeners will know, if you're watching Peter Overton or Mark Ferguson on the 6 o'clock news, you know, both networks have cameras positioned in Kirribilli. One's on top of my old school, St. Aloysius. The other one is part of an apartment block and uh, they afford great views of whatever ship is in Circular Quay and looking at the skyline of Sydney. And when Resilient Ladies in town, uh, there is a huge Virgin logo plastered ah, right. across the TV okay. screen. Very That's clever. Very smart, very smart. All right, yeah. let's look at a few of the other bits of news. Thai Airways, they were, they were really big. They, they dropped off during the pandemic, but they're coming back now? Yeah, look, I think 
Thai Airways, many, many Australians have flown with Thai, not only up to Asia uh, and, and, and through Bangkok to other places in Asia. It's a very good trick if you're travelling to Asia to go with, a, with one of the hub airlines and then uh, to more than one destination. And of course, many people have travelled on to Europe, particularly to London. And, you know, Thai were famous for having the, you know, probably the most famous aircraft of our lifetime, the, the Jumbo, the 747. And uh, they were very much uh, a famous airline for a time. But things, you know, got cut back a little during the pandemic. But Thai are definitely back. They've just placed an order for over 40 wide-body aircraft. And any wide-body aircraft is a serious aircraft because they all carry, you know, 300 people and more. So uh, Thai is back. And, uh, you know, they're still flying in and out of Australia, but probably not enough. So if you're in Brisbane, you can't fly uh, every day out of Brisbane with Thai. Yep. You've got to come down... Uh, go down to Sydney and then, uh, you know, f- uh, with Qantas and then fly out with Thai. So it'll be good to see more Thai aircraft back in the in the, in the the years to come. They're expanding. Look, we are talking uh, a bit, and we can't avoid it, talking about Taylor Swift. I've always been interested when people give you estimates of the benefit of anything, sporting event, concert, whatever it is, to a certain economy. Uh, now, I mean, are you sceptical about all of that when they tell you how much money a, a certain thing uh, brings to an economy when they turn up? Definitely. Well, they're not talking about the the figure that we're, that we're looking for, which is the is it a net export or a net import? So we know um, the entertainers themselves are going to be taking most of the pay packet back to wherever they live, and so um, you know this has to be tempered by by thinking of that. But look, if you're a hotelier. Um, near one of these big venues, if you're a restaurateur, then sure, it's going to be great for you. And, and nobody would re- begrudge them that, particularly after the last few years. But is it really uh, a net benefit for Australia to have uh, international entertainers coming along, charging, what is it these days, hundreds and hundreds of dollars a ticket and yeah, taking of most of that home? So, yeah, yeah, you know, it was right. a little bit like that with the cruise lines through the pandemic. They were saying how much cruising was worth to Australia and you know, I'm a great supporter for cruising, but they were talking about how much cruising was supporting Australian farmers. Well, I was on a cruise recently, and I uh, I ordered some prawn toast, and I thought, well, this would be great if it's made on board. And I recognise the prawn toast. I know exactly the brand. You can get it in the supermarket, and it's made in Thailand. Oh, there you go. All right. Okay. Always problematic, that one. A couple of real quick ones. The Australian newspaper got a big section this week on, on cruising. Yes, it should be a bumper for anyone who loves cruising. I know you're always talking about what's going to be in the papers tomorrow. Well, um, this is uh, what's going to happen in two days' time. In Saturday, on Saturday's uh, Australian, uh, there's, a, there's always an insert called the, uh, the travel and luxury, or sort of luxury travel, and, and cruising uh, is going to be the feature this week. Um, travel and luxury, actually, it's called. And so... Uh, Penny Hunter, the editor I've been talking to, she's been promising a very diverse selection of um, options for cruising around the world in different styles and destinations. Um, she's mentioned there's there's one going to be uh, taking us to Komodo in Indonesia. And also uh, there's one I got to experience myself cruising the Rhone River in France on the beautiful riverside Ravel. And uh, Louise Goldfrey's article is going to be published in that special. Yep. That's the weekend Australian this Saturday. All right, and a quick one. A week ago, we were all in a frenzy over that big Powerball draw. Uh, a week from now, you're going to be able to give us some news on a, a draw so you can win a cruise on a modern ship. So there's 12 prizes. You'll tell us more next week, will you? 
Yes, indeed. It's a very exciting uh, promotion and uh, I've been involved with it and uh, I'd love okay. to tell you more right now, but we're, no. we'll have to wait until next week. But uh, trust me, it's going to be uh, a very exciting promotion and uh, 12 lucky people, 12 lucky families probably are, are going to win a cruise. So oh, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's very good. All right. Good on you, mate. We'll do this again next week. Thank you. Thanks, John. Richard Davey, his business is Richard's Travel.